the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shills of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program titled Practical Living right here on WAVA every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. Last week, I talked about this whole idea of making wise decisions, and we talked about the fact that your decisions are the very thing creating your life, and I talked about the importance of making the right big decisions first, that you establish what your life values and your life priorities are going to be, that you establish what your life habits are going to be, creating your lifestyle, what the kind of life you are going to live. I talked about choosing your thoughts and your attitudes very carefully making good decisions about those aspects of life. And I talked about our words and our actions, how you make the big decisions first because your decisions, especially your big decisions, are creating your life and your life direction. Today I want to continue by giving you two more principles that will help us to make better decisions in our lives. The first thing for today and where I will spend most of my time will be on this first point. You and I need to look for and listen to whose guidance? God's guidance. I want you to note here two actions on our part. We have to look for and we have to listen to. In other words, God's guidance is there, but you and I are not going to receive it unless we look for it and we listen to it. And so our responsibility is to learn how to look for the guidance of God in our lives and to listen to the guidance of God in our lives. And would you agree with me today that if you and I are looking for and listening to God's guidance, we will make much wiser decisions. Because God will never lead you astray. God will never lead you down a detoured path. God is always leading you in the right direction. And every major decision in your life and my life, good or bad, is the result of a process. You make decisions out of a process. Everybody has their own process for making decisions. For example, maybe you've done this before. You had a decision that you were trying to determine what to do, and so you got out a piece of paper, and on one side you wrote pros, and then you drew a big line down the middle, and the other side you wrote cons, and you started to weigh out what's the pros of this decision, what are the cons of this decision, and you used a process of pros and cons to help you decide. Every decision you make in your life is involved, involves some level of a process. It might be a poor process, 
but it's still a process. When you drive onto a new car lot and you fall in love with a car that you can't afford, but you don't care because you love that car and you end up buying that car, there was a process. It was the process of emotions guiding you to a decision that you're still dealing with seven years later every month that comes around. Amen? Am I talking to anybody this morning? Okay. There's therefore now no condemnation. Okay. But I'm telling you, we can get ourselves into big trouble by either a bad process or an unwise process in life. But every decision, what does it involve? A process. So if you want to improve your decisions, what do you have to improve? Your process. Even business people understand this. That the product, whatever a manufacturer, whatever product a manufacturer produces is a result of a process. So if they want to improve their product, they always improve their process. Fast food companies know this. McDonald's, Burger King, uh, Chick-fil-A, all these folks, they understand this. They, they've worked their process. And so therefore, wherever you go in the world, if you order a Big Mac, generally it's going to taste the same. Why? Because it's the same process. And so when it comes to making decisions in your life, you and I need to understand what's God's process for making decisions so that I can listen to those decisions and I can look for them in my life. So I'm going to give you what I believe to be the most important ingredients in the process of receiving God's guidance for your life. As we go through these, I don't want to in any way present to you as though I'm some kind of expert. I've missed the mark throughout my life, as all of us have. None of, the, none of us ever nail these 100% all the time. But this, these are the goals that we need to strive for in our lives if we're going to make wiser, better decisions. Seven things that we need to be aware of and seven things that we need to bring into our decision-making processes. Whenever you are about to make a big decision in your life, think about these seven things. First of all, think about God's precepts. A precept is another word for a law or a command. To boil it down, if you're about to make a big decision in your life, the first question you should ask yourself and I should ask myself is this, what does God have to say about this? Is there anything in the Bible that specifically addresses the decision I'm about to make with my life? What does God's word say about my situation? You don't have to pray about something that God has already spoken about. If he's already spoken about it, you don't have to pray about it. You don't have to pray about whether you're going to rob a bank or not, okay? Right? You don't have to spend time, should I do this? God, is this your will? I know that I promise I'll give you a tithe, God. This will be a blessing to you. You don't have to pray about stuff. I'm being very silly, obviously. But there are things that we just jump right past. The Bible says, for example, Jesus said, love your Yeah, but he said something else. Love your enemies, okay? Oh, my goodness. We're okay with the neighbor part generally, okay, as long as they don't have a 
a really barking dog or something of that nature. We're, we're okay. We can, we can kind of navigate the neighbor part most of the time. But it's that next one that gets us, right? Love your, your enemies. And so we have a situation, we're about to make a decision, and we're, we're, we're about to decide about something in, in, in regard to a relationship, and then we remember what the Bible says. The Bible says, love your enemies, and if we disobey that, who is really hurt in the process? See, when you and I disobey the love your enemies part, the reason God spoke that to us is because he doesn't want us consumed with anger and malice and grudges and bitterness because he knows what that kind of poison will do to us. And so here's the point I'm trying to make. Anytime God says this is the way that you're to live, it is wise for you to obey it, to do it. Why? Because God loves you. He doesn't give you laws and commands because he wants to make your life miserable. The laws and the commands of the Bible are given to us because it makes your life Better. It doesn't take away all of your problems, but it does make your life better. Take a look at this verse of Scripture. When people do not accept divine guidance, God's law, what do they do? That's what's happening with a, in a lot of our world today, right? People running wild. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the, or obeys the precepts of God is what? Joyful. So the first question is, I'm about to make a decision. What does the Bible say about this? Is there a scripture? Is there something in scripture that will help me to make this decision based upon what God has said? As you're making decisions in your life, and that's to take a look at your life patterns. What patterns may be affecting you that you don't even realize are affecting you in your life? Are you being driven to a decision by, by a sinful pattern in your life? Or are you being driven to a decision by an unhealthy pattern in your life? For example, there are some people that you can just look at their life. They have a pattern about every two, three, five years, they change jobs. And they excuse that, God led me. No, God didn't lead you. I can look at your resume. Every three years, you've changed jobs. There's some pattern in your life, and you want to attribute that to God, but really, it's not really God leading you. It's a pattern that you haven't dealt with in your life. Some people will go from friend to friend to friend to friend, and they'll be a friend for a period of time, and then they'll skip to the next friend. There's a pattern, and oftentimes, God gets, uh, get, gets assigned as the reason for these things, and God has nothing to do with it. God is really help, wants to help you understand the patterns that are driving your life. Some people have a pattern when it comes to church life. There'll be one church for a period, then they'll jump to another church and jump to another church. And, oh, God led me. God led me. God. No, what happened was you found something challenging in your life, uh, and so you, you had to get away from the heat. And so you ran, and we do this in relationships. We do it in jobs. We do it in all kinds of things. And we ascribe it to God, but oftentimes it's nothing more than a bad pattern in your life. The beautiful thing about God's work in your life, and this is part of what I continue to discover because we all have these things in our life, that God wants to set you free from the patterns that are dysfunctional or the patterns that are destructive to your life. He doesn't want you be, to be driven by psychological, emotionally unhealthy patterns or relationally unhealthy patterns in your life. Going to get an amen right there, okay? You may think 
you're on the right road. Read the rest with me. And still end up dead. One translation says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the way thereof is the way of death. And so you can think that you're making a decision for the right reason, but there's a pattern that's developed in your life that is really affecting the decision you're making. So you pray through, God, what, is, what are your precepts? What are your principles that I need to understand as I'm making this decision? And we're going to get into it. For example, principle would be, uh, good, uh, going back to that one just for a moment, when you make a financial decision. Can I really afford this? Can I buy this thing and still live within my means? Is it going to, is it going to be something that, that's going to stretch me beyond my real capacity to pay? That's a principle. And then the patterns. What patterns are part of my life? And let's go to the next one. How many bad decisions have been made because people rush into them? They rush into a decision based upon, again, generally an emotion that they're having in a moment. They don't really think about it. They don't give it time to settle in. They haven't really waited on God. And so because of that, they haven't been patient in the process. And they try to either push open a door that God's trying to keep closed for them, or they're trying to close a door that God wants to open for them. And so they haven't waited upon the Lord. They're acting on their own initiative rather than God's initiative because they haven't been willing to wait. Generally speaking, generally speaking, the major decisions in your life, you don't have to rush into them. Okay? There are moments and times when you do have to make big decisions and it might be a crisis moment that you have to make a decision fairly quickly. You can trust that God will guide you as you pray about that. But generally, you and I need to be far more patient. Don't rush into major decisions in your life. Are you willing to wait for as long as you need to wait to have the green light from God? Ecclesiastes It's also written by Solomon as well. We're jumping over to the next book, uh, out of the book of Proverbs, but it really is the same principle you'll find in Proverbs. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 8 says, Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than what? It's better than pride. And here's my last point that I'll give you in this section. Ultimately, what you're wanting in your life and good decisions lead to what? Peace. The Bible speaks of peace in the New Testament as, a, as, a, as an umpire of our hearts, part of the way that you know whether you're doing the right thing in life, if you followed all the other six steps in the process, is that you can wait for and experience the peace of God about the decision you're about to make. That is, you have that green light or that red light or that yellow light, you know that God has spoken and you have peace about it. And the people generally around you that matter have peace around it as well. As I mentioned a moment ago, I'm not going to make a decision in my life unless not only am I at peace, but my my wife is at peace with that decision as well. And the same is true for her. She's not going to make a decision in her life unless she's at peace, but that I'm at peace with it also. And so it's not just a unilateral thing. It is a collaborative thing in the relationships of one's life. But, there, but the, 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 when God is guiding you, there will be what? Peace. God is the God of peace. And you need to be able to wait upon that peace. And sometimes the peace comes when you say, okay, God, I realize this is not the right thing for me to do. Or, 
God, I realize this is the right thing for me to do and I have your peace in my life and there's peace around me related to this and you have that sense of what you need to do based upon the internal peace of God and the confirmation of his word. Now remember this. This needs to be, I'm going to give you this right here. I'm going to add another word to it. What kind of peace? Spiritual peace. Spiritual peace is the, is the fingerprints, the touch of God in your life. It's not you've talked yourself into peace. So many times we can talk ourselves into all kinds of decisions and, can, and actually convince ourselves that we're at peace about something when it's really not the spiritual peace that comes from God because we spent time with Him. We have the resonance in our heart that God has clearly uh, let us know that this is the right path for us to take in life. Proverbs 3.17, wisdom will make your life pleasant. And what will it do? Bring you. So when you're walking in wisdom, what does it lead you to? Peace in your life. It's a pleasant, more pleasant life and a life of peace. Now, I'm going to quickly, these are not on your notes, so I'm going to give this to you. This is free of charge today, okay? The next thing I'm going to give you, okay? It's not in your notes at all, but I'm going to give you the five biggest mistakes you'll ever make in making a decision in your life. You ready for these? And so we've all made every one of these, okay? Everybody here today, we've made one, at least one or more of all of these mistakes along the journey. The first mistake you can make in life is a mistake of ignorance. You just didn't know what you needed to know before you made the decision, okay? And so it's a mistake of ignorance. The second mistake you can make in life is the mistake made out of impurity, What I mean by that is you're walking away from God, you're not seeking God, you're not seeking to have a life in relationship with Him, and so your life is filled with sin and filled with just doing your own thing, not even seeking God, and so you can't make a pure decision out of an impure life. You just can't do it, okay? And so I'm not talking again about perfection. We all have areas of weakness and sin that that come to our lives. I'm talking about a willful, disobedient walk away from God. You'll never make a good decision if you're walking away from God rather than walking with God, okay? The third mistake that you can make is just through, I hope I have enough room here, immaturity. You're still a baby, You're still controlled by what you want and what you have to have. And so you haven't grown up. You haven't learned to accept the fact that God knows what is best for your life. And so this immaturity can can really trip you up and, and cause you to make decisions that would not be good for you. The next one I'll write here. We just mentioned it a moment ago. Let me reemphasize it. You can make major mistakes through impatience. So ignorance, don't know what you need to know. Impurity, not walking with God. Immaturity, you haven't grown up in your relationship with God. You still have baby-like characteristics in your life. You got to have what you want when you want it. Impatience, you're not willing to wait upon God. And the last one I'll mention here is insecurity. There's a lot of people that make really bad decisions out of insecurity. Well, if I don't do this, this is going to give me the security that I need. I've got to have this relationship because I want to be secure. I've got to have this job because this job is what's going to make me secure. It may not even be the right job for you, but you're doing it not because God is leading you. You're doing it because you're trying to secure yourself. And we can do this through all kinds of things in our lives. So there are the five biggest mistakes, the seven steps of a process 
and the five biggest mistakes that we can make in the process. Now I have about two minutes to cover my second point, and I'm going to do the best that I can with that, and that's this. If you follow the right process, what can you do? You can trust God to guide you. Okay. If you follow the right process, you can trust that God is going to guide you to the right decisions in your life. One of my favorite verses, and I would imagine is probably one of the favorites for lots of people in here. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding that is follow God's steps, do it God's way. In all your ways, submit to him. And what does God promise to do? God promises to make sure that your path is straight, that he will get you where you need to be. You can trust that he will continue to shape you and continue to mold you, and he will continue to orchestrate circumstances in your life that are divinely favored of God. God does. I look back on my life, and I can see things that God did for me, just divinely favored me in certain situations that I could never have done for myself. God opened doors that I could have never opened for myself. And God has closed some doors that needed to be closed in my life as well, as he has for you also. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't try to figure everything out. You're not smart enough, nor am I to figure everything out. But in all of our ways, follow his plan, his process. Submit to him. And he says, I'm going to make sure to guide you. And when you get off track, when you haven't done this, the best thing that you can do is admit it when you've gotten off track and ask God to get you back on track. And I promise you, He's the God that not only will guide you, but he's also the God that can get you from your detours back on the right road again. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now. And it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. 
Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shills of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program titled Practical Living right here on WAVA every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.